and welcome to episode 38 of The Home Hour. This is the show where we talk about family life, food, running a household, motherhood, and basically everything that goes on inside your four walls. I'm your host, Megan Francis. I'm an author, I'm a mom of five kids, and I'm the creator of The Happiest Home blog at thehappiesthome.com. I'm glad you're here. So today's show, like always, is going to be great. Um, A little bit later, we're going to be talking with Kristen Forgione. Kristen is a stylist, which means that she makes parties beautiful. Uh, She does planning for events. She basically uh, is an expert in color and design and making things stylish and lovely. And I love to have people in my house and to entertain, but I sometimes just kind of get overwhelmed by all the details of hosting a party and throwing something together. And Kristen has some really great strategies for taking the pressure off of yourself and actually using your food as a design element and putting together that menu in a way that works and also just kind of letting go of the stuff that doesn't matter so much. Like according to Kristen, it really doesn't matter if your house is that clean before you throw a party. So stay tuned. I'm going to be talking to her in just a few minutes. But first I want to talk about a little bit about what's going on in my home as always. Um, So it's October now, and the weather is suddenly really reflecting it. It got very chilly yesterday, really starting to look like fall out there, and I'm really excited about October, although I am sad to say goodbye to the nice weather. I just love decorating for fall. We really go overboard here um, with Halloween decorations. My husband and his brother do uh, what they call a haunt, which is basically like they turn our front yard into this crazy animated puppet show haunted house thing. It's pretty amazing and it's gotten bigger every year. And this year I think it's going to be better than ever. We also always throw a Halloween party. Sometimes just our family comes. Sometimes we have friends come. I think this year we're going to have a little bit of a bigger group than usual. So I'm looking forward to that. And we've got a lot of great Halloween and fall inspired content coming up on The Happiest Home. So I'm just going to talk about a few things. Um, Yesterday, Sarah put up a great post about children's costumes inspired by literature, children's literature. Uh, Very simple ideas, everything from Little House on the Prairie to Stuart Little. Check it out. If you just go to thehappiesthome.com and scan through the last couple of posts, you'll definitely see that. Um, We've got some decorating posts coming up. I'm going to be doing at least one post about my plans for throwing a party and kind of how I manage party planning on a very small scale here in my home. And also we've got some other stuff coming up that's not really about Halloween, but it's just more fall and home oriented. Um, In a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to kick off a fall cleaning, a deep fall cleaning project, like a challenge, because my house, you know, I always keep it tidy and I'm good at keeping things very tidy and sort of clean-ish, but I'm not really great at remembering to do the deep cleaning. I forget about the windows. I forget about the, you know, tops of the window sills and the door frames and I, you know, the, the cobwebs up in the corner and that's fine. I mean, that's life, but sometimes I just want to have it all taken care of. And right now with all my kids in school, before I start filling up that time with other things, I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to just take care of that those deep cleaning things that I might otherwise just never get to. So I'm going to be detailing it all on the blog. I would love for you to join me. Um, It'll probably take a month because I'm going to break it down into zones and different jobs. I'm not going to try to do everything at once. That would just be crazy. So definitely follow along. That'll be starting not this coming week, but the week after. Another exciting thing that I'm doing right now is more video content. I actually just started a series last 
Tuesday called At Home with Megan, and it's really simple. It's just me in some area of my house shooting a candid video talking about my favorite products, little quick kitchen tips or quick household tips. Um, the one I did to kick off, I just talked about my five favorite kitchen tools. Very simple, very casual, but it's a lot of fun. So if you like if you like this kind of media and um, you like listening to podcasts, you might like watching the videos. So just again, just go to thehappiesthome.com and check it out. One more thing you don't want to miss, we're, we have an awesome giveaway going on right now with MightyNest.com, which is this great site that has um, products that are really healthy for your home. And every time you make a purchase, uh, 15% is donated to the school of your choice. So right now we are doing a lunch gear um, package giveaway from them. And it's like a hundred plus dollars worth of awesome lunch stuff. So stainless steel containers, a lunch bag, um, those those little reusable sandwich wraps, which are so cool, some glass containers, and a few other things. It's really, oh, and some bamboo utensils. It's just a very, very cool set. It's, I'm really excited about it. Um, and the post is from, I believe, Monday. So if you just go to the post or to thehappiesthome.com and just scan through the last few posts, you'll see it. And that contest ends early next week. So definitely get on in on that as quickly as you can. Okay, well, those are all the things going on at the happiest home right now. Gosh, it's kind of a lot. It is fall, and this is a very productive time for me because I get a lot of energy in the fall, which you could probably tell from the manic, crazy sound in my voice. So I'm going to now um, just kind of ease into transitioning uh, to my interview with Kristen Borgione. Again, Kristen is a stylist. Her site is thelifestyledco.com. That's thelifestyledco.com, and there will be a link to that in the show notes. Um, Kristen, it was so much fun to talk to because she really kind of, you know, demystified this idea that throwing a party has to look like a magazine spread and, and has to be perfect. And the things that we stress out about, you know, she's very quick to say are not the things you need to stress out about. So whether you have a small house and you've got a big group coming for the holidays or you're just trying to throw a little, you know, birthday party for your kids or whatever it is you're trying to do. She's got some great tips for making it fun and really stylish and pretty to look at, but also keeping it within your budget, all those things that you need. So let's bring her on, Kristen Forgione. Hey, Kristen, happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So Kristen, you are a stylist, um, a party stylist, but also, you know, I'm trying to kind of wrap my brain around what it means to be a professional stylist. Can you kind of tell us the, you know, the nuts and bolts of what it is you do exactly? Yes, absolutely. I actually am just getting my head around what it is to be a stylist myself. (laughs) It's it's one of those questions, you know, when you're at a, a fun party and people are like, oh, hey, what do you do? And you're like, well, like what answer relates, you know, most directly to the person asking the question. Right. So I I try not to do that anymore. Um, I pretty much do everything kind of related to color and design is the the easiest way I can say it. So um, I spend a lot of my time in the interiors market. So I do a lot of interior styling and then also wedding and event styling. Um, But I style photo shoots and, and, tablescapes and just about everything in between. Um, I love styling like presents, like gift wrapping is, is one of my newfound obsessions. Um, but, uh, so, so that's kind of, kind of what it means to be a stylist. And it, it, I like to think of it as putting kind of the frame around a beautiful piece of art, right? You're, you're selecting something that, that really puts kind of the finishing touches on whatever you're working on. And, and I'm kind of committed in a one woman 
how do I say it, maybe, maybe goal, if you will, a, a one woman revolution to try to show regular people that you can absolutely live a really stylish life and feel good about, about your entertaining in your home. And if you're, if you have a wedding or a baby shower that you're throwing for a friend and, and it's not totally out of reach and it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Okay. This is really cool. So I know there's a lot of people who love to throw their own parties and I'm just curious what your background is. Did you come into this professionally first or was it a hobby that grew into a profession? Yes. I started, well, I never finished college mm -hmm. right out the gate. Um, I went to school for a business degree and that was just too tough for me. Gosh, sure sounds so. an awful lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, no, I, I'm ready to party. Um, so I had a lot of fun, as I like to say, in college and probably didn't learn too much. But um, so throughout college, I was in, I bartended and I was in food and beverage. And from kind of serving to bartending, I moved into becoming what's called a VIP host, if they even have those anymore. And then I moved to the LA market where bottle service, I'm sure you've heard of that, is, oh, yeah. is kind of the thing or was, you know, eight years ago. And um, from there, I just started event coordinating. And so I kind of started on the operations side. And then after moving back to Arizona from LA, I had had that background and I got into hotel sales, doing event okay. sales for, for a hotel. Um, and that's really kind of where I just fell in love with the creative side. And I had a, a small opportunity to be creative when I was representing a hotel, but your, your focus is more on kind of operations, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I decided I really wanted to start finding a way to live my creative outlet. And I think I probably streamlined most of that into my own life first. And then with social media, started documenting it. And it, it really kind of was a thrilling ride to see people really excited about what I was doing, you know, personally, like for my own, my own parties and my own life and my own house. And so then I started blogging and then blogging turned into a full-time, a full-time styling business. This is really cool. So I think that, you know, and part of what you do is help other people plan their events. And I think that sometimes when we know, uh, it can be kind of intimidating to know there's experts out there, even though if you have the budget to hire somebody, that's awesome. But when you don't, mm -hmm. it's like there's this pressure now, especially with Pinterest and everything Pinterest, else, yeah. to have that sort of professionally styled party or event or whatever it is we're trying to do. So I want to like kind of pick your brain a little bit today because I know we're moving into the time of year when people are, are planning fall parties and Halloween parties and then going into Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday and just yeah. get some of your kind of insider tips as well as maybe some reassurance that, um, you know, <laughs> totally. it doesn't always have to look the way maybe you would do it for a photo shoot because that's totally. not real life and, and that sort of thing. So the first thing I want to know is, you know, when you're thinking about planning an event, what is the first thing that you think about? Like, what is the, what do you feel like is the foundation that has to be done first before you can move on with any of the other details? Guess. All uh, about the guess. Okay. How many, what, you know, and, and I, when I say guess, it, I guess it kind of two part, how many right. guests, um, what kind of mood are you looking for from your guests? You know, are we talking about an evening affair where you've got 10 people? It's super intimate. It's a, you know, your husband's 40th birthday or, or something like that. Or is it a morning event where you're going to do a brunch for some ladies? And, you know, so I, I really try to think about the guests first and establishing how many, who are they and what do I want them to feel like? Okay. That's cool. Okay. So then after you've got that kind of figured out, then what do you do? Budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, no the B fun. word. Yeah. It's better to look that ugly budget in the, in the face, um, oh boy, I know that beginning one. Yeah. than fall in love with something that you really can't have. And truthfully, I have clients that spend 
thousands of dollars on events that I personally would never spend thousands of dollars on. Um, but I have to have the same conversation with them. You know, it's, it's really kind of tiered, no matter how much you're spending. Um, well, you know, you kind of need to figure out a way to stay within what you want to spend and don't feel like your budget is nothing and you can't do anything with it. You can, it might take you a little extra work. Mm. Um, but the same conversations are being had with the people that have a, a, you know, a ton of money to throw at a professionally styled event. Um, because, with the invention of things like Pinterest and how readily available these amazing looking events are, um, just, there are still things that are out of reach for, for many different tiers of kind of the entertainer, if you will. Yeah. And I think if you don't make the budget ahead of time, I've definitely been um, guilty of this. I have a bad tendency to blow all my money in the beginning on pretty things. And yep. then I don't have enough left for like food and beverages. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so, right. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. To- you want to spend. And I always, I always set and this, my husband would probably not like to hear this, but, um, I always set what I like to call my, my goal. And then my reach, uh-huh. <laughs> my goal is to spend $500. My reach is 750. So if right. I really spent 750 and my guests had an amazing time and I was talking about it for, you know, weeks and months to come, would I be upset? No. So, right. I, you know, you kind of give yourself a little bit of leeway just because you need to have a little bit of of fun. You know, you kind of need to be your own CEO of your party and you have to be able to make some, some executive decisions when you need to. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So then when, I mean, do you, are like decor and food and all that, is that kind of all come together at once because it kind of all goes together or do you do one and then the other? You know what? I think it does. And here's why, um, your food and beverage can absolutely serve as a staple for your decor. Um, one of my main kind of commandments I'll, I'll say when throwing an event is try not to, to go outside kind of the focus. Like you need to try to focus in on something. So if you're having a sit down event, the focus would probably be your table, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a beautiful sit down event. If you're having more of a cocktail party, your focus might be the buffet area or where the food is. So obviously you're not going to go spending crazy money on the centerpieces for the cocktail tables. Um, just cause that's not where the focus is. So if the, if the food is part of your focal point, then yes, the food and beverage should absolutely, absolutely be considered when you're kind of coming up with your overall plan that involves decor. Yeah. It, double, it's kind of double credit, you know, for, for one spend, if you will. So you can, you know, there are a ton of different ways that you can style food and there are people out there that are expert food stylists and that's all that they kind of work on. And for you in, in throwing your own events, you just want to consider the style of food and what you have. And if food is part of your kind of main focal, um, get creative with it. You know, if you're, if you're preparing the food yourself, use your resources, use Pinterest, um, try to kind of step out of the box a little bit and use different shapes and different sizes of platters. Get fun with your toothpicks. You know, don't throw a regular toothpick in, throw a pick with a flag, you know, and just kind of try to keep it nice and cohesive throughout, throughout the event so that your food can absolutely count toward your decor. You know, I, I like that. And it sounds like what you're kind of saying is sometimes really small things can make a big difference. hundred um, percent. And, and like just things that I don't really think about doing at home. Um, but if I was looking at say a magazine, you know, uh, layout of just like layering textures or layering different plates oh. on top of each other at home, I don't think to do that because honestly, I don't have that many platters. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I need to use them all for food and stuff. But you know, that's the kind of thing I could invest in over time to totally. have extras. And speaking of that leads me to a really good little um, kind of cheat, if you will. I cannot, I can honestly say, actually, I have never bought a platter or anything that is food serving related at a store that's retail. Okay. I buy all of that stuff secondhand. 
Goodwill, oh, okay. Facebook groups, Craigslist. I mean, you can get, and, and honestly, 99% of my stuff is Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, like beautiful stuff for, I'm talking like $3. Wow. Okay. You have, yeah. you must have a better Goodwill than I do. <laughs> I need you to just, go find have, like the rich to area of town. <laughs> you got to go a lot and you, you know, you can't wait. If you're going to throw your, your family's Thanksgiving, Megan, you know, you can't wait until the week before Thanksgiving to go looking for platters. There's yeah, not that makes be, sense. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You have to, you have to kind of buy throughout the year so that you're prepared when, and that's true with, with all events, honestly. Yeah. Um, so you're prepared. So, okay. So one thing that keeps coming to my mind is like how high pressure, um, throwing parties can be. And I really like to host, but I realize that I tend to love hosting the same group of people over and over again, the ones that I'm super comfortable having in my house because they're my family or whatever. And I know they know exactly what my house looks like and my stuff (laughs) looks like. So what do you think when people are planning these bigger events, when maybe they're going to have strangers or people, not strangers necessarily, but less intimate relations coming to this event, what do you think is one of the things people tend to focus on that they don't need to, you know, like the thing people stress out about that isn't that big of a deal? Cleaning your house. <laughs> really? Because that's the first place I start. <laughs> no, that is, I'm not kidding you. I have been made fun of. And and your friends and family might roast you, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> cleaning your house. I have watched everyone I know in my life, honestly, aside from me, freak out about, is there a crumb on the floor? I just cleaned the baseboards. The towel has, you know, a, a piece of lint on it, whatever it is. Um you live in your house, especially if it's at your house, I should say. You live in your house. Like this is this is where you live. Um, so for me, I don't stress out about how clean my house is. I mean, is it picked up? Yes, I have kids. It's picked up. Is there, you know, there's no stains in the toilet, hopefully, as long as no one got in there before me or after me. Um, you know, you just have to kind of make it livable, make it nice, make sure it smells good, yeah. but focus on your focal point. You know, the bedrooms, like no one needs to know if your closet in your master bedroom is clean or not for, you know, shut the door. It's, you live there. Right. So for me, as soon as I adopted the kind of, I don't clean before events mantra, I have had so much more fun. Specifically, you spend how many hours cleaning your house and the second the party is over, there is so many things spilled (laughs) on your floor. Your couch pillows are all in disarray. Someone stashed, depending on how much of a fun party you had, someone stashed a beer can somewhere or, you know what I mean? Like it's, you have to clean again. Right. No way. I don't have time to clean twice. I love that. And you know, I actually asked, I interviewed um, somebody for an article about cleaning your house once. And one of the things that someone said is the only thing I ever notice is if it smells bad. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's a really good point. I don't walk in people's houses and like look in the corners to see if there's dog hair in the corners, which is one of the things that I always freak out about. Like, is there dog hair in my corners? <laughs> so. Totally. No one's sitting in the corner. Right. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like I live here and, and be the first person to say if someone does, like I said, my family razzes me all the time. And I'm like, hey, if you want to come over three hours early before the party and help me clean, great. We'll have yeah. a cleaning party. But I had a lot of other things to do, like preparing this fabulous meal you're about to indulge on. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't have time to clean the corners. Sue right. me. Right. And then it's just a big laugh and, you know, we toast and, and you're on with your party. So yeah, I honestly think it's, it's one of the, it, it's probably the single biggest waste of time when yeah. you're, you're planning a party. You know, you just make sure you don't have dishes in the sink. Make sure you have toilet paper. You're good. Yeah. Toilet paper and hand soap, you know, yep, those are the soap. things people care about. Yeah. Um, and extra toilet paper within arm's reach of the toilet. Yes. So- <laughs> Don't make me be the person to come out in the party and stop right. the party and tell you I use the last of your toilet paper. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So I love this. It's very practical. Um, I want to talk about food because that's something where I tend to kind of, and I think we all do this to some extent. I go back to the same 
Um, the same crowd pleasers, I guess, uh, as far as appetizers and that kind of thing over and over again. I think that's typical because when people love it once, you're like, Hey, if people loved it once, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep bringing it on back. But when you're putting together a menu, like how do you look at the menu as a whole and not just sort of this cobbled together, you know, list of things people liked once a, and then I guess the second question is B, do you, do you tend to kind of like come up with a whole new menu every time or do you fall back on those? old favorites, but maybe, you know, change them up a little bit or incorporate them in a different way. That's two big questions. So yes, just talk um, as much as you want. The real, my answer personally is I definitely change it up. Okay. I do because I love to cook. So as much as my guests love something, if I was able to pull it off, I almost put it on my like achieved list, right. okay. executed, achieved. And then I want to start with something new and I want to kind of challenge myself and try to try to do something new along with challenging yourself. Don't be trying to do beef Wellington for the first time for 25 people. You know what I mean? Like, don't be stupid, but you know, try, try to, try to, at least for me, I I should say, I like to keep it fresh. Um, but of course your favorites are favorites for a reason. Um, if you want to incorporate those, I would say just make sure they stick with, and this kind of leads me to answering question number two is, a theme. A theme is really good when it comes to a menu. So every event doesn't have to have a theme. I'm kind of one of those like people who I come up with my own themes. Like I'm not, I'm not really a theme follower, if you will. (laughs) I try to be kind of original. Um, and themes are great. You know, like, you know, you can only throw a new year's Eve party kind of one way and that's around new year's Eve, right. And midnight. And, And so I get that and I love that, but my new year's Eve party probably wouldn't be black and gold. It might be pink and silver or, you know, so, so I, I try to kind of keep it different and original and guests love that. So just as much as they love their favorites, they love to see what you're up to. And, and if you are an avid entertainer, they like to, to kind of see how you're, you're kind of changing with the times and they get excited about it. Um, so with food in the menu, a theme really helps. So if you're going with, you know, a Mexican fiesta, that's probably the easiest and most elementary example that would be a great place to start if you're if you're kind of worried about about a menu or does it all fit together? You know, if if you can find it on a Mexican food menu, you're good. Um, another way is to use your restaurant resources. So coming from a food and beverage background, I go out there and I go to my favorite restaurants and I pick. You know, these are three American restaurants that I really like, and I start looking through their menus. All, everything on their menu for the most part should kind of complement each other. It might not go specifically together on one plate. But they have a restaurant kind of umbrella, if you will, a brand um, that their menu should be pretty cohesive for. So, so use, use your favorite restaurants and their menus and then take those menus and those items that you like and type them in Pinterest or type them in Google and, and you should be able to find some recipes that you can adapt. Have you had good luck? Um, you know, here's, here's one thing that always scares me a little bit because when I entertain people, I also kind of like to experiment with new recipes, but I don't always have time to make the recipe before I have the party. So like mm-hmm. I need to have a really reputable recipe. Yeah. Have you found the thing that worries me, I guess, about Pinterest is sometimes I feel like people who are really good at taking beautiful pictures and yeah. styling their food might not always be the same people who are good at writing great recipes. So yep. how much luck have you had with using Pinterest as a recipe source? I have had pretty good luck. I'd say 85% of what I found on Pinterest is recipe wise is pretty legit. Um, I'm a big, you know, I think, I think there's kind of a level in, in gathering the resources on Pinterest. If you're a novice and you're, you're not, you know, you don't really know your way around the kitchen very well. You don't know how to substitute things. 
you know, putting a cup of flour in this seems a little off to me. You know, if you don't have that, <laughs> you know, you don't have that kind of inner compass, yeah. if you will, around the kitchen, just be really picky and choosy. You know, just okay. make sure that what you're choosing, you're comfortable with the ingredients. It sounds like it makes sense, um, especially if you don't have time to do it before. If you feel like you're you're getting in over your head, make time to do it before or don't pick that recipe because, you you know, you, you don't want to stress yourself out. You're trying to be innovative and fun and, and enjoy yeah. yourself. Um, and what the last thing you want is to have spent money on ingredients that turn out, you know, not tasting or looking the way they should. You know, and I think for me too, like one thing I've also done is when I've looked up a recipe on Pinterest and, and sometimes I feel like things become trendy and then everybody tries to jump on that trend really quickly before oh, there's yeah. been a lot of testing, <laughs> you know, totally. and sometimes it's just, a, it's just not a really sound idea. A few years ago I made, um, rainbow cakes, like in jars, oh, yeah. they looked awesome, but it didn't really occur to me until later that it's really tricky to get the inside of a mason jar cooked all the way through with a cake, totally. you know? And my yeah. kids kept saying like for, oh, for weeks it was hilarious. Like, remember that cake you made for Clara's birthday? I was like, yeah, like, don't ever make that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's just one example. But I think that um, one thing I have done is like when I find a recipe, I think it's really cool looking on Pinterest, I'll Google it and see what else comes up. Yes. And if it's like a lot of sites going like, no. <laughs> Yeah, totally agree. Or like specifically with a cake or if you're doing something like in bite-sized pieces or anything small, make more than you need mm. so that you can pick the best ones. You oh, know, that's, that's really like that's idea. like a commercial kitchen 101. You know, if 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 you know in in a, in the restaurant business that you're going to have, you know, 50 plated dinners that all have a souffle, you're not making 50 souffles, you're making 75, you know, so right. that you can so that you can pick and choose the best ones. So, yeah, just give yourself a little bit of a yield there. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of trends, like how much do you allow, you know, oh, ombre is in right now. Like how much do you allow something like that to kind of influence your decor or do you kind of try to go beyond that or stick to your, you know, what you like? I'm just kind of curious about like how you style a party. I guess some of it would depend on what the guest or that what the person hiring you wants. Yeah. Um, of course I'm, I'm definitely influenced by trends. Um, I do try to be original. So for me, I do feel like when I look at a picture that's super trendy, I hope, I'm crossing my fingers, I hope I can identify what is trendy. And, and trendy is, it's not a bad word. It's really not. It's a great way to describe what's happening right now. But I feel like by the time you get the sentence out, it's over. Right. <laughs> you know? People have moved like, on. <laughs> if this party is happening in, you know, specifically with weddings, truthfully, because the, the planning time is so far out. You know, yeah. I start planning wedding a year and a half before, before the wedding. So what the bride loves right now and what we're going to love when we get the pictures three months after the wedding, let alone years to come, you really have to be careful with that. Um, so... My other thought on trends is if you are in love, you know, like I still have some clients specifically on the interior side that are in love with Chevron. Like they cannot yeah, let it go. They can't let it go. <laughs> they can't let it go. And as much as I love Chevron, I hope this doesn't upset people listening, but it's, it's become really a juvenile print for me. It's shown so much in children's spaces that it's like, I can't look at it and not see baby bottles and like poopy diapers. So it just kills me, but I have people that will not let it go. So I basically let them get their fix in like a pillow or, you know, 
a lamp, one thing, so that you 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 feel it, but it can easily be swapped out for the next on-trend thing or right. for something classic or something like that. So do not spend your investment, like do not make an investment on something that is is really trendy. Like all chevron tablecloths. <laughs> yes. Oh. Like chevron yeah. wallpaper. I got that the day. Like, no, absolutely not. Under no circumstances is that happening. <laughs> right. Well, and it's like any it's like any kind of um I get design or anything like you don't, you invest in the pieces that are going to be timeless or at least last 10 years. And then you get a pillow exactly. with a trendy print on it. The same thing for parties, just on a smaller scale. Yes, totally. And, and for parties, it's more, it's, it totally goes back to the focus. You know, don't make your focal point a, a humongous Chevron backdrop. Just don't right. you know, like <laughs> use Chevron cocktail napkins. Right. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious what rules are either just kind of outdated now or are maybe still, people are still hanging on, but it's okay to break them. Like the rules you feel like are made to be broken. Rules I feel like are made to be broken. Well, I truthfully believe wholeheartedly there are no rules. Um, (laughs) when you, I really do. When you put your heart and soul into something and you're inviting people into your home or, you know, you're, you're inviting them for a beautiful dinner at a restaurant or, you know, when you're the host, um, take pride in that. You know, they they should be happy to be there. And and you know, there's always one in every family. We'll we'll call it the one who right. who is just that uncle <laughs> that Nick, person. you know, yeah. your sister, whatever. That that person who tries to ruin it for everybody. But that's okay. They you know they can do their own thing. For the most part, everyone is is really happy to be there and and really gracious for for your hosting. So don't worry about breaking rules. But if I had to say some rules to break. Um, just the formality of everything, you know, like that goes back to the stress. If you don't have time to fold the napkins the way grandma folded her napkins, it's totally okay. Grandma is hopefully in heaven looking down on you, so proud that you even remembered how she used to fold the napkins. And it's okay that you don't have time to fold them the way that she folded them. She wants you to be your own person and fold your napkins the way you want to fold them. And I, I truly believe that, um, that, that kind of the individuality and the personality in what you do is, is what's so endearing about hosting. Um, you know, you don't have to have place cards and, and formal table settings. Um, one of the reasons why I think table assignments are, are come in handy is just if you have conflict, you know, sometimes you have mom and dad are divorced mom doesn't like stepmom, dad doesn't like stepdad, really don't want them sitting across from each other. You know, like those (laughs) types of things. If you're trying to avoid a family issue, and this is real life, you know, like families aren't perfect. People have baggage. So you're trying to keep the peace. You're trying to spend the holidays together. In that regard, sure. Make sure, you know, you might, you might want to have some table settings so it's just nice and um, smooth. There's no awkward, like, oh, I don't want to sit across from her. But for the most part, you know, you don't really need table settings. Um, you don't need like courses, family style, baby, you know, throw yeah. it off the table, enjoy. You don't, you shouldn't be in the kitchen trying to time your next course. You know, people want to, want to enjoy your company as well. So as the host, you kind of need to figure out what's more important to me. Is this meal more important to me? And and that's okay. If it is, it's your, you know, it's, it's your event. And, and if you're really into it, then that's fine. Um, but then maybe try to be present at the cocktail portion of the, of the evening or, or try to, you know, give dessert, to someone else so that they can bring, bring dessert and they can kind of serve it so you can spend time with your guests. Um, so I just say, just don't, don't be worried about how, how fussy and formal it might need to feel because ultimately it, it doesn't need to be that way to have a beautiful event. So wh- while you're talking, I'm visualizing my house where, um, we have, I think I kind of lost count, but I have three, <laughs> four siblings and between the four of us, we have like 
uh, I don't know, 16 kids or something. So wow. our parties have gotten, you know, cool. plus spouses. So our cool. parties have gotten huge. And um, I don't have a really, I guess... A 16-person uh, dinner table? <laughs> you no, know, I don't have that. No, <laughs> more than that. 16-person kids table yeah, plus all the adults. Um, so I don't really have like a super, you know, ingrained strategy for dealing with it. I guess we just deal. But I'm wondering if you have tips for people who are, are entertaining a lot of people in a small space, like where to put everybody, how to make it so everyone can sit down and eat at the same time. Um, there's totally. a lot of balancing plates and laps going on around here. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that's totally appropriate and you can only work okay. with what you have, right? So if you have, you know, a six person dinner table and you've got 20 people over, you're going to have some, some plates and laps. Make sure you consider that when you're thinking about the menu. So that takes you back to kind of, you know, don't be serving prime rib on plastic plates when you know people are going to be <laughs> lapping it yeah. and trying to cut that thing with, pla- with right. a plastic knife. You know what I mean? Like it just... Try to try to make it easy in that regard. So so consider your menu. Um, regarding kind of everyone eating at the same time, naturally that doesn't really happen. That's specifically true. because of the time it takes to serve, right? So if you've got a buffet or, or you've got you know your food set out, it takes people a little while to kind of get through things. Um, I wouldn't stress about about where people are going to sit and who's going to sit where because, and this is, I have this talk with my mom all the time. Well, where's grandpa going to sit? Well, where's so-and-so going to sit? Well, mm-hmm. da, da, da. Honestly, every single time he doesn't sit where she thinks he's going to sit. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like he, he does it because he's talking to, you know, so-and-so and, and he doesn't want to want to sit there. He wants to sit where he is. So just, gosh, and I know this probably doesn't answer the question very well, but just let things kind of be. People naturally yeah. gravitate where, where they gravitate. I wouldn't put a food station in a really small hallway. You know, just make sure yeah. you're not kind of creating um, bottlenecks and you're not making uh, an already small space feel smaller by having a lot of people trying to transition in one area. Um, just keep it nice and open and and easily accessible and people should kind of fall into place. I'm sorry. That probably doesn't answer the question very well. No, it does. Well, I kind of like that. It's just like, just, it's okay to just let go of the idea that things have to be set up a certain way. And while you were saying that, I was thinking about how it kind of works around here. And typically what ends up happening is as people know, if I'm cooking or my husband's cooking, or maybe we're cooking together, as the adults kind of can tell that we're wrapping things up, they'll sort of gravitate into the kitchen. And then Usually they eat, they stand around and talk to me and eat while I'm finishing up. Yeah. So by the time like the food's all done, only people we have left to feed are the kids. And then we just let them do whatever. I mean, then we're just like, kids, take your plates and go sit at the table. It's just not a big deal. I guess yeah, is exactly. what I'm It's not at. a big deal. And, and a great, um, th- this is kind of a kid's party side or yeah. an event where you don't have, um, you know, like a cake cutting or you don't have something that's really formal. Um, is an open house style. It's become my new favorite way to have a birthday party when I've got 60 people, you know, friends, family, kids from school, everything. Um, and it's like, Hey, come by the house anytime between two and six, we've got pizza. We're going to have, you know, we've got a bunch of cake pops, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just totally on a flow. People come by, um, they say hi for an hour, you know, they can hit it on the birthday party circuit on a Saturday when they've already got two others yeah. and it's just totally casual and you actually get to talk to people because you only have 10 or 15 people in your house at a time, you know, versus yeah. 60 people, which your house probably can't accommodate. Um, so yeah, so I have found great success with that. I really like that. That's a fun, that's a fun idea. And I, and it, it seems more natural too, doesn't it? Like Rather than have, especially when little kids are involved, you know, I feel like there's like a lot of pressure on people who are having, who are throwing kids parties for there to be 
all the children show up and then we have stuff for them to do yep. from one to, you know, one to one fifteen, And then we move on to a different activity. Yep. And, you know, that just kind of lets kids play, which is what kids kind of want to do. <laughs> you totally. Know? And nap. Like if you've, yeah. you know, you've got the, the parents that are super nappers, their kids are super nappers. Like they yeah. can nap. They're in a good mood. You're not throwing, you know, it's just, I just feel like it alleviates all the pressure for you as a host and for the guests so that you can just party and hang out. And, you know, a lot of times you don't open gifts specifically with, with kind of everyone there anyway, um, just cause it just takes forever. Um, people are so generous these days, you know, it takes two hours to open, <laughs> open the gifts. So yeah, yeah. it's just fun. You know, they get to leave with a favor. They get to stay as long as they want. And, and there's, there's no pressure. You can talk to a lot more people as well. Yeah, no, I like that. So you're a mom and I'm wondering, and, and you have not, you've, how old is your, you have two or one right now? I have, I have one alive and well, and I have one alive and well in utero. Okay. <laughs> so you have one on the way. Okay. Yeah. So, and how old is your oldest? My your, oldest Harper your... Rose is three. Yes. She's three. Okay. Three. So, so you've been a mom for three years, but you've been doing this longer than that. So I'm curious what kinds of things have changed about the way you entertain now that you have a child and another one coming. Huh. Um, there must be something. If you ask my husband, absolutely nothing. I'm crazier now than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would just say specifically when it relates to to kids and, and things that revolve around them. Um, you know, when they're little, I always looked at birthday parties and and stuff as kind of a family affair, you know, like, yay, Mm -hmm. we're one. Everyone still has 10 fingers and 10 toes, no broken bones this year. You know, things are good. Like let's celebrate, let's party. But since she's gotten older, specifically her third birthday, I really tried to focus more on her and what kids her age and all the kids were were kind of going to want to do. And again, we did the open house kind of style, so it was super fun. Um, but I think, I think more just it's timing, you know, time management. Like I used to spend countless hours, bloody fingertips, burns from the hot glue gun, you know, like, I mean, just madness on DIY things. And as much as I love to DIY and my heart is totally in making everything myself, um, you know, you just can't, like, I don't want to tell my daughter, go play on the iPad while I make my fingers bleed for these favors. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's not, it, I, I guess I just, I have gotten more relaxed. And if we would have had this, this little chat, maybe, you know, three years ago, I probably would have been a lot more kind of, oh no, it has to be this way. It has to be that way. Um, but yeah, since having kids, they just, they show you so much of life that is out of your control, although this whole time you thought it was totally in your control, right. that, yeah. that you know you just kind of got to control your controllables, right? I'm going to worry about the food. I'm going to worry about safety. I'm going to worry about fun. And outside of that, whatever will be, will be. Like I said, if you ask my husband, he'll be like, uh, he doesn't see it that way (laughs) because it's definitely not rainbows and butterflies, but that's what I go for. I try for that. Right. Well, and it's, I mean, you do this for a living, so there's, it's fun. It's not only is it fun for you, but it's also, you know, your profession and I can see why that would be, yeah, it would be, it would be kind of like, you know, the difference between me writing something just for fun. <laughs> and I can't, yeah. it's hard to approach it with that much fun, but I like your control, the controllables and just, you know, admitting that sometimes it's okay to just use something that's a little pre-made or like a little semi homemade or whatever, you know, put those already done pieces together with something that you Whoa. make yourself. And involve and, your kids. I'd say that's probably yeah. the other thing. I involve, you know, I try to involve Harper as much as I can and it does take a little more patience and, you know, like I'm not letting her help me with my, my things for my clients or anything like that. But um, you know, for stuff at home, I, I try to involve her so that she gets excited about it and feels like she's part of it 
and it feels like it works out a little better. So I have just a couple of more questions for you. And one of them, I mean, I think that you probably could go on and on about this, um, (laughs) is your resources. Like when you are planning something, especially if you're planning it for yourself and not necessarily for a paying client, where do you, besides Goodwill, which I know you said is a great place and thrift stores and things to find, um, to find platters and serving dishes, where do you shop? What resources do you tap into to get all the different stuff? Well, I am an online junkie, um, simply because of time, right? You know, it's so hard to, to, I, where I used, this is kind of leads back to your last question too, where I used to be able to spend an entire afternoon, like, oh yeah, I got an afternoon free. I'm going to hit all my favorite storage. You know, you're 10 stops deep to find one thing. Like there's no 10 stops with car seats, right? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at about a two and a half, three stop maximum and we're having a max. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, as soon as you have the second baby, forget about it. Oh You're going to be like, I'm never leaving the house again. Right. Said the woman with yeah. one child, right? Like I'm yeah, sure these yeah. other people who have like three and four and even two are like, oh my gosh, it's just torture. So, so if I can sit behind my computer, um, when shopping online, I have a couple really, really important things that I don't really waver on. I try to only buy free shipping both ways so okay. that if I don't like it, if I get it and I don't like it, I can slap on the prepaid label and send it back and it doesn't cost me anything. Um, I try to plan it out a little bit, start early. Like I said before, you know, start early. Like if you're trying to really go above and beyond and And even if you're, I should say, especially when you're first starting, like you decided you want to have a styled event, you're going to take it to the next level. Party is for Christmas. Like start today because you're going to have a lot more success when you have time. You're not going to be stressed out about trying to find things. You're not going to have to run all over town. You're not going to have to settle on something. You're not going to have to pay more than you need to or you should because you gave yourself enough time. Um, In addition to online, I would say Etsy. I absolutely love Etsy. I have a full-time Etsy shop as well that I manage. So I have a, I have a really beautiful love affair with, with Etsy and all things kind of handmade. And I love the idea of being able to support and help other creative people who are putting their, their designs out there. Um, and for the most part, it's, it's pretty inexpensive. You know, you're, you can talk to a designer for whatever their craft is over the computer. And I mean, you're talking to someone who's going to make something pretty darn custom for you, you know, what is it? A couple bucks. Um, so, so I love Etsy. Um, I still love like what I call the usual suspects, my Ross home goods, TJ Maxx, Mm. big lots, Tuesday morning. Um, I find stuff for my interiors there, you know, events all the time. I, gosh, I find so much stuff for events there. Um, where else? Target. Oh goodness. Target. (laughs) Right. I think I got a place of business. They got that little $1 place, you know, right up the front. And that's just so fun. (laughs) Even when I don't have anything to plan, I want to plan a party just because I'm there. The $1 section goes on clearance. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like (laughs) half of $1. Oh my God. You know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's, so that's really helpful. So, I mean, you, it's nice to hear that you shop at the same places that you know, most of us shop at because it kind of demystifies it a little bit, I guess. You totally. know? <laughs> it's like you're getting party favors and you're out of stuff from the dollar bin at Target and, you know, that, <laughs> like making them yeah. out of that. So it's, I, that's good to know. Goodness. If you're, yeah. if you're doing something really elegant, I would also say, um, don't forget about rentals. Like you can rent a lot of, a lot of stuff. Oh, um, yeah. everything in the rental world isn't, isn't cheaper. You know, you can rent, if you're gonna have 25 people over and you want, 
you figured out a way to seat 25 people, you know, you have a, a nice big great room or something like that and you can rent some some six or eight foot tables and you can have everyone in one room. Um, you know, you might want to rent 25 place settings and yeah. somewhere it can cost you 50 cents a piece and a plate is, you know, a buck or, or two bucks or whatever. So you really might, depending on the size, find great value in rentals. Um, if you find a local rental company and you're not getting anything that's crazy, you have, you know, an SUV or a, a minivan or something, you can go pick it up, which will save you labor and delivery, which is a couple hundred dollars right there. So I would say don't don't forget about rentals and rental companies are usually very sweet and very kind. And if you're just open up front with them, say, hey, I've got 200 bucks to spend. I need to figure out how to outfit a table and place settings for 25 people. What can you do? They should wholeheartedly be able to guide you a little bit. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, the last question I was going to ask you that you actually sort of addressed um, in that conversation in your last yeah. answer was uh, how long in advance before you start planning? And you yeah. said if you're planning a Christmas Start now. So Start now. That, that tells me, okay. Yeah, yeah, early. Honestly, early. And I know that seems like overachiever mom. Yeah, of course you want to start three months early. But it really, it will help you so much because there will be issues. There, there will be. Like I am telling you as a professional, every single event I have, there are issues. And I do this for a living. And who's responsible for the issues? Me. It's, you know, I'm responsible so no matter how you think it's going to go, something is going to come up. There's going to be an issue. There's going to be something that needs to have a little bit of redirection. And when you don't have time on your side, it is next to impossible to make a sound decision and or have options. You know, all you can really ask for is, is to be able to have options to consider. And when you don't start with enough time, you significantly limit the options that you might have. Um, to be able to, to make things kind of turn out the way you want, unless you're totally not committed to your, to your kind of vision, if you will. And if you aren't, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a dedicated host. It just means that you kind of case sera sera a little more than maybe some of us do. <laughs> um, but, but you know, start early so that you, you, yeah. you have time on your side and you can readjust and readjust and adjust some more as you need to. And you're not freaking out and, and worrying and stressing out. That's really good advice. Well, Kristen, I will actually link to your Etsy shop um, in the show notes. And if you if you have any other shops like Etsy shops or stores that come to mind, just email them to me, and then I'll put them in the Etsy or into the into the uh, show notes so that listeners can find them as well. Cool. I think sometimes it's like I know for myself when I sit down and and I've I've heard that before that Etsy is a great place to shop for party stuff, but. I'll sit down and just type, you know, whatever it is I'm looking for. And I get really overwhelmed because overwhelmed. I haven't, I haven't sourced out these, you know, I haven't like tried them out yet. So I don't know who's a good source and yeah. who, who might not be. So, um, the other thing favorites. is sort by price. So like, oh, if you okay. know that you, you know, you're typing in like Ninja Turtle birthday decorations and you know, you really don't want to spend more than 15 bucks on these things sort mm -hmm. by price so that you're not even looking at this crazy stuff that's 50 bucks. It'll just, it'll help you stay honed in on one, your budget and two, not getting overwhelmed when you know you're in kind of the definite range you need to stay. Okay. And what kind of stuff do you source? I mean, what kind of thing specifically do you get from Etsy? Gosh, I, mean, I get, probably a large list. Yeah. <laughs> I get practically everything for my tables. Okay. Favor stuff. Um, I mean, I'm a graphic designer, so I don't buy menus or anything like that signage, but that's a great place for it is, you okay. know, you can get a cute sign that you want to put in, in a frame, um, for a couple bucks off of Etsy for sure. Um, 
packaging stuff, like little, if specifically talking about kind of food as a focus, if you want to do like little ice creams or you want to put something in a little bamboo tray or you want to, you know, you're having an old fashioned carnival and you want the hot dog things that are from the fifties. I mean, anything and everything, type it in there. The chance of them having it is huge. That's really good to know. And usually small quantities. That's the other thing. You know, like, well, that's good because I guess I always feel weird about like, you know, buying one of something (laughs) or like 10 of something. Small That's a huge, huge benefit of Etsy where if you wanted to buy something overseas, which, you know, do they make these things in droves? Yes. But do I want a thousand? No. (laughs) Right, right, right. I don't need a bag of, you know, a thousand of, you know, tea lights or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. That's really good advice. Well, thanks, Kristen. Is there anything else that you want to add that you feel like we didn't get to that's really, you know, really important or um, crucial when people are thinking about entertaining? No, this has been so much fun. I honestly would just say, um, and back to my one woman revolution is just to give a really quick example. I had a friend of mine who was just freaking out about having to hand write her place cards. She wanted to have place cards and she didn't have time to get them sourced on Etsy or, you know, calligraphy, calligraphy. I don't even know that word. Basically calligraphy. (laughs) Whatever the verb version is. Yeah. Um, and she was freaking out about having to handwrite it. And she's like, I hate my handwriting. I hate my hand. It's sort of, and I just said, you know what? Your handwriting is 100% unique to you. It is yours. Absolutely go with the handwriting sister. Like people will love it. And, and she got a ton of comments on how beautiful her, 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 uh, place cards were and how sweet it was that she hand wrote everything. Oh, that's and so she cool. was, I mean, she was freaking out about it. And I just said, this is, this is what's endearing about, about hosting and having, the empowerment and kind of the resources behind you to be able to throw a really beautiful event. Do not stress about things that are not like you see it in magazines or, or in a photo shoot. It's your own and it's unique and that is enough. I love that. And honestly, I also have really horrible handwriting. And um, one little trick that I've discovered over years of being a horrible handwriter is to use those um, like broad tipped markers with the totally. flat edge. Because yep. you can fake it and they actually, it looks cool. It doesn't yep. just look bad. So, yep, totally. yeah. Or pencil. Me and pencil, yeah. like totally married. But I know you can't yeah. get away with this all the time. <laughs> you can't always. But so I guess yeah. the takeaway here is don't stress about stuff and look for workarounds when you can because there's usually yeah. one out there. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I will definitely link thank to all your you. stuff in the show notes so people can find you. It is the Lifestyled Co., right? Lifestyledco.com is your site. Um, yep. and I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well, as well as your Etsy shop and other places where people can find you. Sounds Thanks good. I look forward to connecting. Thank you so much, Megan. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for spending some time with me this week for episode 38 of The Home Hour. If you want to find out more about the stuff that Kristen and I talked about today, like a link to her Etsy shop and her site, you can go to the show notes at thehappiesthome.com backslash episode 38. Again, that's thehappiesthome.com backslash episode 38. Um, Also, definitely check out the last few posts like we talked about in the introduction. There's a lot of great stuff there. And I'll be back next Thursday with another show. Until then, have a great week and best wishes from my home to yours.